Hello, and welcome to this very special bonus episode of the Book Wars Pod. I forgot Miranda's not here to make air horn noises. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You just like paused and I was like, yes. Yes, yes, and the one time. Yeah. Thank you. I had to fill the void. Thank you for hyping me up. I appreciate that. Um, I am Chris, and I am here with Kate Ash. Rana and a couple very special guests. Um, I will just say your names and then y'all can introduce. I don't know. Do you introduce yourselves? What I don't know how this works. Um, I'm not done, but I'm gonna leave you all with this video of Argos because he's barking, and I think he'll probably be really cute for you all to watch if you're bored. So. Okay, great. <laughs> Love it. Oh, dish baby. What a good boy. Anyway, so we in. have. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to hear him barking. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> baby. Yes. Uh, first and foremost, we have uh, Adriana at Celestial Intent from Twitter. Adriana, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, hi. Thank you guys for having me back. I'm so excited to be back. It's been too long. It's, it's been great. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Super long. Oh, man. Um, and Time then. I, I I have no intros prepared, so I'm like, I don't even know what like y'all do other than Twitter at this point. But <laughs> I know uh, I, Katrina, I know, always has 15 million different things cooking. Uh, we have Katrina Dennis uh, as well, whose Twitter handle I've just completely forgotten. It's oh, Katrina. Mike. Oh, Katrina, Good. thank you. Great. I'm very tired. It's been a long day. Oh, my God. I prepared for this. I was supposed. I was not intending to be on this episode, though. I'm thrilled to be here. Listen, and then I was just like, I napped too hard, and now I can't read. But also now he can't read, so this is a great night. Match in house. Match <laughs> made in heaven. Really, the perfect episode for me to be on. I, I'm so excited. It's a good thing we're not reading a book. Edition. It's a good thing we're not reading a book because I know. Just I know. No. It's no. true. Um, but yeah, no, we are thrilled to have you here. Um, we've been trying to put this episode together for a little bit, except time time is fake and makes no sense. And mm-hmm. yeah, but no, so glad so glad y'all are here. Um, but yeah, do y'all want to talk a little bit about what you're 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 doing these days <laughs> in um, the fandom world, if anything? I'm not really doing so much in the fandom world right now. Uh, I had a really rough. I'm a special education teacher, and it was just last year was rough. Jeez, rough. Yep. I can yep. only imagine. Uh, I usually, typically, only have first and second graders, and they were like, "Haha, J.K., we got sued, so we need to make kindergarten full day." And the easiest thing is to do is just tack them onto your class. No! So I had, I had a, I had babies. Babies wow. in my class. Oh, oh man! My yeah. goodness. So I had to, I had to, for mental health purposes, I just had to, yeah, not do things. Completely yeah. understandable. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. No, you uh, are doing the real work out here. I sleep a lot. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that is so understandable. Hey, Karina, yeah. what what have you been up to? <laughs> Uh, well, I, uh, I have this podcast called Padro Pascal, yes. which has been running for a little long, a little while now. Um, we kicked off season two recently and that was super fun. I have a feeling we're going to be pumping the brakes because of the, uh, SAG and, and WGA strikes. Um, but it's been really fun to produce and we're going to use that, that downtime to just plan some new episodes. Um, and then, since a lot of my projects have to do with entertainment, um, uh, a lot of them are on break. So I'm using that time to get back to writing and I'm working on a, a new novella that's like a supernatural Western about like four awesome women. And so I'm really excited for it. Oh, that's baller. Yeah. That's so exciting. Oh, Thank you. We'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that for sure. Oh yes, oh yes. I'm I'm Ocatrina on Medium, and that's where I'll be publishing it. Hopefully, around the end of this year. Oh fuck yeah, noted. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we drinking? Ooh, um, water. You have water. water. <laughs> I have water. It's I have so alkaline water with electrolytes. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Ocatrina is extra hydrated. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That nutrition. Um, I have, I have iced tea, and by iced tea, I mean this is tea that I, I made a pot of tea this morning, and then left it there, and then threw some ice in it because it's fucking hot. <laughs> so that's just what's happening right now. Um, Chris and I were like doing yard work right before this, so I was just like, I'm dying. <laughs> See, alcohol makes oh, yeah. me sweat, so I didn't need that on top of the fact that it's 102 degrees outside right now fucking cool yeah with 80 percent humidity god i love texas um yeah no i mean you- it's not much better in california i went to a paramore concert and we left um and it was 11 o'clock at night and it was still 100 degrees outside that's oh, disgusting yeah. that's no, awful. <laughs> no you, you two have been getting it real bad i'm real jealous you went to the paramore concert though i've like forgot to get tickets and then there were a billion dollars so <laughs> i'm gonna live vicariously through you <laughs> mm-hmm. um we we can i just quick um mm-hmm. yeah we scored them the day we bought them the day of because they were they dropped really low so that's the only oh, reason we, nice. we went but yeah Haley williams uh i walked out of that concert i'm like i want to marry her so <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're so they're great live no i <laughs> anyway chris you actually have alcohol I do. I have a beer. Um, I have a, it is a lime like, lager. I was like, you gonna tell us about the beer? No, it's just a beer. <laughs> a beer, uh, a it's nebulous a lime beer. Lager. Indeed, just the one. Uh, a lime lager from uh, Cerveceria Colorado, which is, I have no idea if it is actually owned by Latina people, but no, in Colorado, it's probably not. But it is Mexican style beers. Jesus. And this one has lime, and it's very tasty. Nice. Um, Rana also has beer, but she is like popping in and out, dealing with some, um, home improvement, whatever, home improvement, home repair stuff right now. I was, I was about to be like, the podcast is a little bit more chaotic than normal, but it's definitely not. It's for sure not. (laughs) No, it's on the level chaotic, man. We are right on par. (laughs) Exactly what I expected. Totally. 
totally I, good. I was gonna say, like this is no, we we'll, it's it's great. This this is the pod where you you guys get to show up and say whatever you want, and <laughs> we are fine with it. <laughs> um, you can't possibly do less preparation than the hosts do. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I mean, I think I actually forgot to watch Andor, so I don't know. <laughs> you're just here. You're just hanging out. I'm just here. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just excited to be here. Um. So our causes go around. We're um as 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 Adriana mentioned, she she's a special ed teacher, and so we're gonna post her Amazon wish list so y'all can buy stuff for her kiddos. Um. Yes. So you yeah, know, go 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 do that. With, don't give us money. Get go buy go buy things. <laughs> We don't, we don't, we don't support Jeff except we, but we support this. So, <laughs> um, can I just say really quick, thank you mm. guys so much. Um, like, I got, um, I think I got a few things from when you guys shared, um, which I legitimately cried. Um, oh. I just want everybody to know that uh, my budget for this for a whole school year um, that is given to me uh, by my school is two hundred dollars. Jesus. That's horrifying. Oh my yeah, god. So, I fucking hate that for you. <laughs> I hate that so, for your kids. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, thank you. I appreciate anything. Uh, I mean, I, I put a rug on there, but you guys don't have to get, like, if it, somebody <laughs> donated that, that would be really amazing. But I'm not expecting that. I put some, like, little stuff on there, too. So even if it's, like, a $5 thing, like, that just, yeah, no. like, I will cry when I get it. Just FYI. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys. Yeah. No, we're. Of course. We are all here to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new tagline for the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Putting that on our Absolutely. fucking bio. Absolutely. Episode if you, title. If you didn't cry, <laughs> were you even here? Um, <laughs> um, so. Uh, we've, we 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 have we have a show outline, but and I put in like a few so things. Sorry. Oh, you're fine, Ronnie. What's your beer? Uh, oh, sorry, are we recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take take <laughs> none of this out. Leave, Leave it in. All of it in. That's fine. So everyone knows my landlord is here because I have hail damage to my screen door on my balcony, and uh, I had a pipe burst the day that I left for a work trip, and. So he needed to come get some stuff related to that. So it's it's been a it's been a time. As soon as I signed a twenty month lease, not only did rent rates all around me go down three weeks later, but also a bunch of shit happened to my apartment. So anyway, this is my last of these that you gave me last year when I was <gasps> deeply depressed and sad about my life. Uh, called Earl's Out, the Earl Grey Lemon Sour, which you gave me in September, and it is it was for Pride twenty twenty two. Mm-hmm. Um, it is by. It's Sanitas. Someone, Sanitas. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it says Earl Grey Lemon Sour crafted with local source tea and fresh lemon puree. Collaboration between Sanitas Brewing Company and DV8 Distillery born during Pride Month to celebrate inclusivity and connection through craft beer, spirits, and good times. 5.5% alcohol. They have a very... I don't know how I feel about their little ranking on the bottom that says color, slight, hop, slight, sourness, medium, inclusivity, all... Kind of, kind of taking a lot of credit there for yeah. beer, but okay. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Cool. Thank but, you. but yeah, no, it's that it's fucking delicious. I also it's was hoarding so them for a long time because I was like, I can't drink it. It'll be the last one, and then yeah. they won't do any more until next year. Anyway, and you don't live in Boulder anymore. 
I know. Life is life is hard. <laughs> I saved this until this summer, and then I saw it in the fridge today, and I was like, that sounds delicious. You deserve it. <laughs> You've been... We all deserve it. Yeah. We can Cheers. commercials if need is. <laughs> um, so what I was saying was, I threw, I threw some, like, just, like, general, like, ideas in, in, in the notes, but, like, we're, we're, really, we're here to, for our guests to be able to talk about things, that is why, <laughs> that is why you're on, so, um, yeah, I just want to, first of all, open it up and just, how, how did we feel about Andor in general, like? Uh, okay, um, can I go first? Yeah. yeah. Go. Uh, Absolutely. I think, okay, so for me, um, and my initial watch of it, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest, I was extremely disappointed because hmm. i mean i thought it was gonna be i i i assumed because it was about uh cassian andor who is latin coded you know he is latino that we were getting to get to see a lot more latinos and mm-hmm. latins and and we didn't really see that like he he was adopted by a, a white woman mm-hmm. um so that that was um, kind of frustrating to me, and so I was really disappointed in that. I wanted I wanted more people like me on that, and and so yeah, that's that's where I kind of fell. Um, I did watch it again, and upon second viewing, um, I was able to enjoy it for what it was. Um, I did think it started out a little bit slow those first couple episodes, um, but then you know the prison ones, those were those were a plus yeah i i I, i'll leave that there (laughs) yeah 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 thank you yeah katrina how did you feel yeah i definitely was in the same camp um uh in that like you know as as the cast members were announced for the series i kind of got a little bit more annoyed because it was like you know uh, uh it was uh, Diego Luna, uh, Adria Arjona, yeah, yeah, and then like, then it was like Mon Mothma's in this, and I was like, that's cool, all right, I can get down with that. And then it was like, mm-hmm. here's another white person who's in this show, and here's another one, and another one, and another one, and another one, and uh, and it it was kind of like disheartening that um, this this show just seemed um, to focus on a specific type of cast member. I don't know, but um, uh, I, I am excited about it. I loved it. Really. I did. Um, it was such an interesting backstory. It uh, it's, it's one of those few moments where, you know, I feel like star Wars doesn't question the, um, the, the, I hate to use this word cause I feel like it's so charged in the star Wars fandom, but the, the gray area of morality, mm-hmm. um, there, we haven't, we haven't looked at it through like a complex lens um, in this respect before. And I think that Andor really kind of shows, um, shows the sort of like desperation that leads someone to become who we, who he is in, in Rogue One. Like you can already see this happening. Um, I, I was, I'm, I'm, you know, I love uh, uh, Cinta. I love like a lot of the, the new characters. I love, I think that it was timely um, and, and a great series to come out at the time, at the time that it did. Um, and I'm excited uh, for season two. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, I, I, I have, I, I have, I have no, 
no no real like like to stand on in terms of like having th- 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 thoughts on casting aside from like you know if it were me looking at a show where i was like oh this it would be so great to have you know have, to have this like um you know centralized like east asian character and yeah if they were just like casting like white people white people white people i would mm-hmm. be so pissed so i absolutely hear that 100 percent um, I was kind of amazed that Mon Mothma was in it as much as she was, yes. to the point where I was like, why, this is the, the, to me, I love Star Wars political shit, but there was a point where I was like, I don't understand why we're focusing so much on Mon Mothma right now, when the much mm-hmm. more interesting story is happening over here, you know? I thought that was yeah. Andor's mom. Like, I felt like, mm. I didn't, I felt a little weird about them having her be like i understand for the riot purpose and everything but i felt a little weird about like the way that then afterwards fandom like really really grabbed onto that and don't get me wrong like moms are great i'm all here for like older women representation in media that's dope it is like the and first also, star wars mom true like mom is is an yeah, actual oh, you're character not just dead immediately yeah. you die during the story yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right <laughs> spoiler sorry but like i uh i did think it was interesting like that she got so much credit for that in like fandom's response to everything yes seeing the way that like tony gilroy is that his name right i always confuse him with someone who i knew from track and field who had a very similar name um (laughs) but i won't name them on the podcast because they'd be like what the fuck they ever found out um but anyways um it was interesting like because even in tony gilroy's response right he talked about how he was motivated by palestine and by all these like occupied governments and all these things but then he still also viewed, I forget her name now, Marva. but the mother, yeah, Thank you. Marva <laughs> as like um, this like uh, catalyst for everything. And that's interesting given like you both just said the actual action mm-hmm. of like the Lucky Nate characters and everything there with like, why is it an old white woman who's the person getting motivated or like being credited here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm not even mad about it. I'm just like, okay, it's more of the same, I guess. Yeah. Um, because that's what I was really hoping for. Um, because even even the casting for um, uh, Bix, like, she's a lighter skinned, you know what I mean? And I, I'm dark skinned. <laughs> like, you know, I, I can't, like, I'm not passing at all, white passing at all. So I again was waiting for for something like that and i was hoping for for that um to see more of myself in it um you know um it wasn't all bad though and and like i said i think especially when they get to the prison um and and they're you know in the prison like i really enjoyed uh seeing that um that was really it was I don't know. It was crazy to see it like that, and just like the fact that they're like, we're, we're not getting out, and like, yeah, it was it was a lot. I'm sorry, I'm like I lost my eloquence. <laughs> I think no, I no, got emotion. No. I got emotional about not seeing yeah. myself in the show. <laughs> I think so. The justified. reveal that they were building parts to the Death Star was probably oh, the my coolest thing. God, because Cassian yeah. is the reason why they were able to destroy it right so yeah i really yeah. like the show because i'm such a slut for rogue one content uh <laughs> i also really liked it on like a meta level because it it showed that like cassian and Jin had kind of parallel 
stories in a way that makes the, like the culmination of Rogue One a lot better mm. for me. Mm. Um, they're a lot more similar than I, I would have mm-hmm. thought before this show, right? It's interesting because I wasn't even thinking of it that way, but I'm glad you named that. I was yeah. like, really interested in Cassian's backstory. I, at first, was like really curious about the origin of like the planet he came from and i was like oh look at all these like indigenous influences and all these things and then i was like oh this is actually not going anywhere okay cool Mm. um but then like what really interested like my most random rogue one like like i love the saga rare content forrest whitaker just i'm sure he only shot for like one day and yet he like absolutely is phenomenal always in his acting um also i loved that that what's his name i looked it up before we recorded melshi I Mm -hmm. love that he came back. I was like, oh. Mm -hmm. And then I looked into the backstory, and I guess it's because that actor helped with casting for Rogue One. So he, like, was an actor who was hired early on, and so that's why they added him in. But I was like, oh, shit. Like, he, I remember when he gets blown up on Scarif. (laughs) Yeah, and now you're sad about that instead of it just being, like, a random back. I have no feelings, but I wish. (laughs) If I had a heart, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm the guy that's like Rogue One's the best thing that Disney has done since they bought Star Wars. Oh yeah, for sure. I love Rogue One. So oh, yeah. I was like, give me, give me that sweet Rogue, Rogue One, One content. Um, and I was honestly more excited for Mon Mothma until I saw what they were doing with her, and I was like, I don't really like this. <laughs> I I do think the reveal that um, what's her name was her sister was kind of cool. That was like, I was like, oh my god, that's her sister. Uh, it was that was shocking to me and quite a pleasant surprise. Um, I, I think do want to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Oh no, no. I I, I do want to like agree with that previous point where it's like it feels like you're watching two different shows. And I would have loved to see a Mon Mothma West Wing procedural in a different mm. show. Like I would have, yeah, I would have written, I would have like watched that like and enjoyed it. But to go back and forth and not get like as much time, I think, as I was expecting with Cassian and with Bix, especially, like mm-hmm. I, it just it didn't work as well. For I think me. I think the show's called Andor. I think something yeah. that could have yeah. potentially made that story more interesting and add more um, diversity into the mix is have Bail Organa be there. Yes. It's, yes. I was hoping he would be in this show, and he was not. like he was in Kenobi, and it made sense in Kenobi, but it makes even yeah. more sense that he's I kept here. Waiting for him, right? Yeah, at least an yeah. an episode, right? Or if it was yeah. kind of a simultaneous, we're focusing a little bit on Mon and a little bit on Bale, and that's the like burgeoning Rebel Alliance. And Smith has like g- deep drama cha- training too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, he could do it. Would have shined. So yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to pick up on something that you said Katrina like I was very surprised by how few lines Diego Luna had in his own show. Yeah. Like and I like and 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 don't get me wrong I really like like overall I really liked it. I'm not quite as in love with the writing on the show as I think a lot of critics were. I think it was a lot of monologuing and Diego Luna was a lot of the times the one being monologued at. Mm. Um and it's like, cool, thank you for explaining to him why things are bad under imperialism. Um, it definitely, it, it was, it had some, it had some weird moments like that. I agree that like, 
I kept expecting him and Mon Mothma to interact at some point. And I'm like, you know, obviously they will in season two and whatever, but like it's it's a slower burn than I really expected. And I and I you know, I do think that it suffered a little bit for it. Also, it's really interesting yeah. to consider the fact that the kind of standout moments from the show where Stellan Skarsgård's character, whose name I can't remember, gives that speech and the right. the riot scene do not involve Cassian yes. at all. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Rana, you were going to say something. Oh, yeah. I've kind of forgotten at this point. I'm not going to lie. Uh, my brain is tired. <laughs> my brain sorry, doesn't function dude. past 5 p.m. <laughs> if it sorry, comes back um, to me, I'll say something. Um, I yeah. I think that goes back to I, I don't know if they if Diego Luna is okay with that or like they're mm. purposefully because he is a man of color because I felt like that's kind of the same thing that did happen in Rogue One like mm-hmm. you know when he makes his his speech to Jane and then at the end she's the one who gets she repeats it she says exactly what he said to her but she's the one who gets that like mm-hmm. moment of like I'm gonna I'm gonna start this rebellion and I'm gonna you know so I don't I don't know if it's just a problem that they just don't want to let let this man shine mm-hmm. like the star that he is mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we even saw that a little bit in Book of Boba like and I'm you know yeah. I'm not gonna comment on where folks fit into being people of color so I'm not necessarily speaking about that but seeing the way that Tamora Morrison wasn't even speaking in many episodes of a show entirely about his character um when he is definitely like less white coated than other folks who got a lot more screen time in that show i don't think it's the first time we've seen that with star wars mm-hmm. so it's and like it within the last year i think the thing with cassian yeah. is just because it keeps happening right in his show when it happened in rogue one i think that moment where Jin's like rebellions are built on hope was supposed to be like her listening to him um and like finally agreeing with him i think that's what their intention was but it doesn't come across that way it comes across as Jin no. repeating something he said yeah, yeah. I think it's especially for especially as a like as a person of color who is who is Mexican watching a Mexican you know like it does not come off across that way um, specifically to me I don't you know and I don't I don't want to like disagree with you because I think you're yeah. completely right I think but I think that's just like but, a problem yeah. that keeps happening with Cassian yeah um, I don't know if it's a just a like a I don't know if it's just like a Star Wars thing where i understand what they're trying to do with certain things like giving specific things to other characters in another show but i i feel like that's a big problem like i I have an issue with it like like with boba fett right where there was those two episodes that didn't even have boba in it and then this last season of the mandalorian with with dr pershing i I just that episode was like uh, I don't care about <laughs> like if I want like to be like to be quite honest I'm watching the Mandalorian for the Mandalorian and for Grogu like I don't want an episode <laughs> where they're not even in it so I'm just wondering like if there's a way that they can do I I know I think their intentions right are to con- make the connections but I don't think it's successful so mm-hmm. I think that's just a general problem i have with the tv shows yeah. at this point and it's yeah. it's, ama- that there's more it's amazing them. because you shouldn't have filler problems like that in an eight episode tv show right yes yes yeah no there's 
choices were made. <laughs> I just Honestly, and I mean the, the last season of the Mandalorian pissed me off to an insane level, so uh, I'm not gonna talk about that. But like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Rana, you were. Oh, I was just making a stupid joke. It's cool. I was just saying things like that make me glad that we'll never get like a native Star Wars as much as I want more indigenous representation. <laughs> like, it's not gonna happen. And if it did, you know, it wouldn't. So, I mean, they. They, they they thought that's what they were doing with Book of Boba Fett and like what the what It's the amazing fuck? how Mandalorian made the Tuscans such a more interesting, amazing uh group of people and having the sign language and all that stuff and like this great episode where Mando like respects their culture and then Book of Boba Fett's like, what if we murdered all of them? Um I mean, even in the way that Boba Fett returns in Mandalorian season two and he's using like Pacifica weapons and he's like mm-hmm. his fighting style is very clearly originated in Pacific Islander cultures. I'm not nuanced enough to know which ones, but in Tamora Morrison openly spoke about that. He worked with Maori artists like he did a lot of things like that. I felt like even though it's not my type of indigenous, when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Um, and then I definitely expected more of it. And you could see it a little bit like he did certain things that I think weren't necessarily drawn upon a lot but it still was clear that like and same thing with Andor right like I looked at all the writers involved there were not any Latina writers involved like I think a lot of times Star Wars like starts to like take two steps as if something is representation and I can't speak for this at all but it's just like it's such a repeated thing right where like they start same thing with like Book of Obi-Wan right they again talked about like oh diversity oh like having an Asian woman director, all these things, but then in reality, the, like, a lot of the... That was... I, ac- um, I accidentally hit my mouse. My cursor was over it. I'm just, Ashton has a video. I'm, I'm just, stop talking. No, <laughs> no, keep talking. I'm so sorry. I had a thing in my hand, and it I'm fell cool. and hit the mouse key. <laughs> Ash was like, I super agree. <laughs> I'm moving my cursor to the other side of the goddamn screen. <laughs> Um, no, Rana, I think that's an excellent point that you're making though, because like they, they do keep talking about, oh, well, they keep talking about it a little, they keep talking about it the minimum amount (laughs) Fucking A. and at the same time, it's, it's the white people talking about it, right? Like it's the same people at the top who are talking about it and it's, and it's lip service. Yeah. It's very much starting to come across as like. We have a DEI committee, and, <laughs> and we are committed to being an inclusive and friendly place to work. Like, it's, you know, like... And therefore, no one can criticize us. Yeah. And, like, did any of us actually expect, like, maybe nowadays, yes, when they start talking about it. But, like, if you had asked me five years ago, is Star Wars going to have legitimate, meaningful representation? I would have been like, no, nah, I wish. I'm not expecting it. But then the more they talk about it, the more they give, like, the little tiny sliver. I'm like, mm. And then I'm like, mm. That's cool. I'm gonna stop talking. No, I mean, I, 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 I think that's really. I agree because, like I said, uh, as soon as I heard the concept of Andor, which is Cassian's backstory, I, I thought I was gonna get some stuff like that, um, and there wasn't really. I, I, I feel like I really didn't see any of that. Like, not even. I, I feel like I didn't even um, see any kind of nod to like like he's mexican like i didn't even see any nods to mexican culture like like 
any kind of like clothing style choices or anything like that. I didn't really feel like I saw that, which is a bummer. Um, because yeah, yeah, I love Star Wars, but Star Wars doesn't always love me. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think of when Rogue One first came out and Diego Luna was talking about his real fight to keep his natural accent in the movie because Disney at first was like, this isn't Star Wars. And he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? My grandfather likes Star Wars. He can't like, and he speaks like this. He can't be in Star Wars. Like what? Um, And I would think that like, even in terms of like folks accents in this show, right? It's like a couple like Scottish and British accents and that's about it. And then Diego Luna. And yeah. So, I mean, even in that sense, Rogue One was, what year was that? 2017? 2016? No, 2016, I think. I don't know. Um, but whatever. I think 2016. Yeah, you're all nodding. So I assume it's <laughs> yeah, I Or don't you just know. want me to look dumb like usual. Um, <laughs> no. But, uh, I legitimately way, like, don't know. Time is fake. You're like, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they haven't, they haven't progressed it in that way either. So. Yeah, no. Um, Kakarina, I want to let you jump in and do you want to hear your thoughts on I feel like we talked about like 10 different things, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I, I, I feel like, I mean, I agree with a lot of the, or all of the criticisms here really. Like, I, I think that there, there was a lot that the show could have accomplished that it simply didn't in its first season. Um, there were a lot of characters who I wouldn't have who I would have traded time with um, to spend more time with the title character of the show. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm still personally maybe on the fence and maybe I'm just dumb. I don't know. But like Marva's um, uh, plan for adoption just doesn't seem super legal to me. She um, just yoinked him, man. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> She found a small indigenous boy and she took him. And she just took him. That did not sit cool with me. Uh, um, I'm saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, a boy no, who can't uh, speak for himself because you don't understand. Uh-huh. And they never they never address it. And I'm just like, it's, he's just like, this is my mom now. And I'm like, I don't think that's how adoptees, like, I'm not an adoptee. I can't fucking say it. But like, adoption is so complicated that they just don't yeah, yeah. Without yeah. delving into that topic too deeply, um, yeah. I just feel like there wasn't something ethical about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so that that has never sat right with me. But 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 I will say that 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 the show finally um, did a lot of things that Star Wars and 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 its like overlords have been afraid to do for a really long time. That like is just so easy. Like it showed two women who were in love. It showed um uh dynamics and family that we don't usually see it gave us like our first um like really big standout like man of color like hero in this uh series who was the title character um and you know i feel like there's so much more that it it could do and there's so much more of the plot that could be served to us that i wish we wouldn't have to wait till potentially season two to get but Mm -hmm. uh but I think as a um, a predecessor to to Rogue One, like the one thing the show has done right is it's it's exponentially made Rogue One better um, mm-hmm. because it exists, and that that's all you can really ask for from from a, a TV series based on a movie. 
Yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, it's it's made all that a lot richer. And like, God, like I'm not already gutted every time I watch Rogue One, you know, and like, you know, it's 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 incredible how you how attached you get to the characters over the course of just like a single movie. But now I'm just like, ah, <laughs> um, uh, I think, Ronnie, you were saying like a little while ago about like Star Wars, like taking it's like two steps forward and one step back. I, they're just there's so much cool stuff in here, and like, um, and John, you've been ta- ta- talking about the the, you know the the prison storyline, and I'm just like, I never thought I would see something like that in fucking Star Wars. Talking like just seriously talking about the prison industrial complex. Like I was talking to um, Jess Shatar of Laws of Beautiful Town. Um, she was she was she was watching it with her partner and. Who is her partner? Who's a white dude? God bless him. And she, and he was just like, "Oh man, like this sucks. Like this is awful." And she's like, "You know this happens in real life, right?" And he was like, "Oh shit," <laughs> you know. Like, and it was, you know, like people don't think it. Like I I I I I thought that like, you know, at that aspect of it, um, like this sounds really wrong to say, but like the prison episodes were fucking bangers. Like you know, they were like really no, really good. they were great. Yeah, yeah. And like, and I I think the they're you know the opportunity there to like start a conversation about like this is this is what this is what is actually happening to people you know is is really um a great thing and also i'm like this is so great and then the other aspects of it it's just like and you could these also could have been all the way up here and so anyway <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean i i i know it was like harping in the beginning about that but it was it, it's a big deal to me you know that 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 stuff but uh, mm-hmm. like I said I do think um like I really enjoyed it overall um and I'm still excited for season two mm-hmm. um but um yeah Andy we haven't talked about Andy Circus yet and uh mm. like his his face when he's like I can't swim like I was that was a that was a that was a performance for me I it was like oh my gosh so um Andy Circus man he's he's a he's cool I'm I'm waiting for he that guy to, to the carne asada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm waiting for that guy to get his like fucking lifetime achievement award or whatever the fuck he does the most and he personally influenced motion capture exactly yeah. exactly and everybody's all just like yeah yeah you know he dresses up in the fucking weird green suit and does golem noises and I'm like no 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 <laughs> I was really happy for him that he got more Star Wars time after the mm. mess that was Snoke I was like you know what yeah good for you Andy Serkis agree good for you totally agree. <laughs> You deserve better than the pickle man, Andy Circus. For Lupita Nyongo next, please. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Oh, I want her back. Fucking retweet one billion times. <laughs> Will any of us ever remember the horror of seeing she was casted and being so excited and then realizing? I was like, I was like, she's she's gonna be a Jedi because she can pull off like regal Jedi. What? So well, and then Moss Kanata showed up because I didn't see shit from before the movie. Like I, I didn't watch like, you trailers. I didn't do anything. I walked in and she's Moss Kanata, and I was like, "That's Lupita Nyong'o." Oh no! <laughs> you asked <laughs> her of all people to play a thumb. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> it's such a waste. It's such a waste, yes. and I really want her back, and I want her specifically. To be a High Republic Jedi. That's exactly what I was going to say. Put her in the accolade. Can she come back in uh, Andor and her and Diego Luna can have just like a whole ass conversation in space Spanish? (laughs) Oh, what a delight that would be. Oh my gosh. 
That would be so cool. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd um, probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> Happy tears. Yes. Yes. Um. So. Uh. Da da da. Um. Wait, hang on. I don't know where I am in this fucking alley. Hold up a second. Na 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 na. Ash, please cut out my weird humming. Um, <laughs> to be determined. Or we can leave it in. There. To be determined. <laughs> you know. No, <laughs> whatever. Cut it out. Uh, <laughs> um. So we've already touched on this a little bit, but um, what would we like in an in an ideal platonic world, which we do not live in, but like let's 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 pretend happy things for a moment. Like what what would we want out of a, a season two? More Cassian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bail Organa. Ah. Uh, yes. I, I think like the answer things. for me is pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just more, more brown people. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. more, more Cassian. I would expect that, and if we don't get it, I will feel super weird about it. That'll be very awkward for me. But um, I would expect that we're going to find out what happens to his sister. Or what happened to his sister in this I season? Yeah. Hope so. I would hope so. That would be really weird not to just pick up. Um, so hopefully we find out more about not just his sister, but the kids that he was with at the time. Y'all wanna y'all because wanna hear the worst fan theory I saw? Oh god, oh no. Oh no. Oh, that the Imperial Lady, who's voiced by the voice actress of, or who's played by the voice actress of Yennefer from The Witcher Three, by the way. Thanks, I, I just ruined it for you, Kate. Um, if I had to know, no, I know. If I had to know, I knew. I knew. Is his sister? I knew. And I was like, "That's a whole. That's that's." They kn- I know we're in space, but they know how genetics work, right? <laughs> that is a whole ass white woman. That's so special. Wow. That's like when people thought that Aiden Versio was Ray's mom. Or they thought Same. Sab- or they thought Sabine was an alien. That's oh like god. oh god. That's the- see the disgust on our faces right now. I know. I just I just saw that on Twitter a few months ago and it ruined my day. So you're welcome. Yeah. No. So you had to ruin the rest. Our days also. That's the function oh I serve on this podcast. I make clicky clicks, make sound sound good, and then ruin your day. That's my job. <laughs> We're banning oh whites from the pod. <laughs> What? Yeah, white men get off the pod. Bye. <laughs> oh, man, that's special. Um, I think, like, just totally agreeing with, with what y'all would want from season two. I, listen, we, you know, JJ stuck, stuck, a, stuck a queer kiss in the background of Rise of Skywalker for funsies so they could cut it out so they could play it in China. And I'm like, no, just like, just give it to me. Just straight up. Like, just let's be real explicit about this. Like, you know, I would like, we actually managed to not kill Cinta, even though she's a woman of color, one in a row Star Wars. And like, you know, I, I, I just, I'm just like, just let's just go. Let's just do, just do the thing. I just, mm. <laughs> Like, they're already not showing Andor in fucking China anyway. Like, come on. So, let's just do it. More into screen time for sure. I will say, that actress is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life. Right? When she first came on screen, I was like, oh my god, I didn't know people could look like that. Right? That is the most (laughs) symmetrical face I have ever seen. Um, My other weird request, which is like, in addition to everything everyone else said, this is really frivolous. We don't have to have it. But considering Andor had, or not Andor, Rogue One had uh, Scarif, and Andor had the weird boardwalk scene, 
I want more beach content in Star Wars. I'm here for the beach vibes. It can be a cutaway scene. I don't care. But I don't get to see the ocean a lot in Star Wars, and I need more of it. I like that. <laughs> give me give me varied biomes in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Not just desert. I, I personally know, think we desert? don't have enough desert planets in Star Wars. Ash loves sand. <laughs> I want a planet that has multiple biomes on the same planet. That's, that's no. That I think Agreed. is the Holy Grail. No. You can't have I, it. I legit with no biomes. Nothing is there. <laughs> it's just a vacuum of space. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, you were saying I, something. I do feel confused. No, I do always feel confused when they talk about planets and they show, like, well, like Coruscant. Is it, like, literally all, like, the whole planet just covered in a city? Like, I just, I want, I need to know these things. I want to know. <laughs> no, I agree. I, listen, Star Wars is not good on the science. We've got, we've got explosions in space and I can hear them. And also, <laughs> forest moons. Like, yes. You know, they could just go from planet to planet and not worry about breathing. Like, <laughs> yes, gravity. I think about a, these things a lot. <laughs> it's a big one. <laughs> Katrina, I think you were going to say something. I forgot what it was, but <laughs> I agree with all of you. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, Star Wars. Uh, it just because we don't go to too many locations, um, they never give us uh, on planet at least. They never give us a good look at at what all planets look like. But uh, you know, as a, a longtime player of the Old Republic, I can assure you that Coruscant is an endless, hopeless barrage of cityscape. <laughs> like it just doesn't seem sustainable that there's so much city and no nothing yeah, it's else. It's just city until you reach this like weird invisible wall that prevents you from going any further. That's what the old republic has <laughs> <Yep>. taught me. <laughs> That's you discovered the edge of the world there. The, you know, the invisible wall's canon. Yep. <laughs> I'd like to tell myself even though the books have ruined this for me, but I just tell myself that it's like if you were to tell yourself because you happen to land in the southwest that the entire planet of Earth was a desert. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, nah, they're just in a really small area and people are stupid. Like, it's cool. <laughs> I shouldn't say stupid, sorry. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, I always am like, no, I people wish. just have really limited imaginations. It's cool. Um, but in reality, then I read the books and I was like, oh. Okay. The Skywalkers only imagine sand. That's it. That's all they can think about. <laughs> it's a genetic curse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, will say, I feel like terrain is being considered finally because small adjustments are being made like like on Tatooine all the places we've been are now located super super close to one, uh, mm. one another like yeah. Mos Espa is way closer to Mos Eisley Boba Fett was in that area like we just haven't been anywhere else on Tatooine so maybe it's different somewhere I don't know it's just it's all Jawas some place has <laughs> yeah. water the, the other half of the planet is all water it's all water and it's all just Jawas it's like on pool floaties that's why I've just, I'm deciding that right now <laughs> <laughs> that's where the Jawa Navy is <laughs> yes I'm getting the I'm just imagining a Jawa crawler just floating yes. somehow uh -huh. on like, like a pontoon like yeah absolutely it's too heavy to be floating <laughs> but somehow <laughs> god damn it it's still doing it <laughs> You I'm know, if it in the water, oh sorry, yeah. go ahead. 
No, I was like going to say if the, if if I can if the, we can have explosions in space, I can imagine a sand crawler somehow floating. <laughs> yeah, I picture it in the water, and then all the Jawas and little like donut tubes outside yes. of it. <laughs> that's what I want, floating around, just having a blast. That's that's what I want. They're all just like hanging out. They're eating like their weird fucking fuzzy eggs, and it's all you know, it's all it's all good. <laughs> are they are they are they naked or are they wearing the ro- their like little robes? Jawa swimsuits. I don't know what their bodies look like. I, I, I'm I'm of the opinion that they're wearing swimsuits over their robes. Ooh, ooh! Secret option number three. I like it. Are these jumpsuit robes or is there a lot of bunching? There's bunching. There's there's bunching. Oh, there's definitely bunching. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I'm glad you all can land on that. <laughs> the oh one gosh. brain cell was just ping ponging between the three of us real quick. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, and and thank God. Um, I'm not sure who wrote down this point, but um, lack of Emmy nominations for the acting. Um, oh, that Andor. was me. Yeah, because we're recording this like almost a full year after it came out, and we're we just had the Emmy noms. And mm-hmm. while it did get a lot of Emmy nominations, which wasn't surprising because critics ate this shit up. Mm-hmm. Um, none were for acting, and I felt like this had some of the best acting ever in Star Wars. It had so great I acting. Was I was really yeah. surprised yeah. that. Diego didn't get one, and I was really surprised that Andy Serkis didn't get a guest actor nom. I also yeah. thought that Stellan Skarsgård might get one, and yeah. I don't even like him. But Same. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'm wow. so yeah that that was one that I was surprised about. Like, I wasn't surprised that none of the marginalized people exactly. didn't get nominated, but like a Skarsgård, really, like, yeah. well, it's because they gave it to to Pedro, and they can only nominate one at a time. Obviously, God yeah. damn it! Did he get nominated oh, for Last of Us? Yeah, for yeah. Like three that days, makes sense. Right? He would he would not have gotten nominated for Mandalorian. What the hell am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh Didn't man! Didn't he like tie the most ever nominations in one year for an actor? Because I thought he got nominated for a bunch of things. Oh, you might be right. Did he? I don't know. I don't um, know, but I do know that he and Jenna Ortega, um, like the headwinds were all like. Mm-hmm. The first ever Latino is to like like Latins to get like this many or something at the Emmys. I don't remember the headline. Yeah, I was just like, cool. <laughs> that, was, that made me a little happy, but yeah, um, it's not yeah. enough. It's never enough. Yes, just yes. <laughs> so apparently, he was also nominated for Saturday Night Live, and then the last one is not the Mandalorian, obviously. Um, but CNN's Patagonia, Life on the Edge of the World. That's so I random, and I love that for him. Narrated, so. That's incredible. Sorry. Now I'm just, like, remembering the sketch on SNL when he was on w- with the fucking, That's like, the shaking table. With Thank the table. Yeah. God. Everyone was crying, and therefore I was crying. <laughs> That's absolute solid gold. Good. When Thank Bo goodness. and Yang breaks, you know it's a good sketch. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. Anyone know if these armadillo dogs have a brief oh, name? <laughs> I was wondering, I assume this would be a Chris question. Maybe Ash, Katrina, and Adriana. I'm sorry, Kate. I assume you're as, as blind to this as I am. Maybe not. I, uh, maybe I'm the only, Im- like, just... I don't know. If- what armadillo dogs? The- okay, so, because armadillo I was dogs. deeply depressed when this show came out, I kind of forgot <laughs> it. And then I watched some of it today. And I was like, oh my god, there are armadillo dogs when Cassian lands uh, to go to the funeral. 
Yes. And he like lands there. And then I heard this barking and I was like, Argos, don't freak out. But of course he was like, I'm not like, I know it's the TV. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, no the, that fucking guy who like patrols the junkyard, he has yeah. an armadillo dog. Mm. Yeah, There are two armadillo dogs that sound yeah. like dogs and bark like dogs and move yes. like dogs, but have armadillo skin. Yes. And I was like, what are these animals called? I, I can no tell you right now. Idea. Corellian hounds. Mm. Really? Oh, they're Corellian. Oh. Okay. How I know okay. this? They were in Solo. <laughs> oh, they yes, were. Yes, they were. Thank care. you. They were in Solo. When you look at the image of these on Google Images, they look so much uglier. Yeah. <laughs> they were cute. The only, way, the only reason I knew that off the top of my head is because they used Dobermans as the like body oh. double, like the mocap oh. for them. And I that makes sense because they reminded me of Resident Evil. And I have a do okay. and I have a Doberman, and about fifty oh. million people sent me the pictures of Dobermans and little Star Wars creature costumes. I want you all to know that Argos oh. loves Dobermans. So Huskies and Dobermans, when he sees them, he goes crazy, and he that's like so jumps cute. around and sprints towards them and wants to play. He's oh my obsessed. god, that's adorable. So, he hates Rottweilers though, which I feel like are Dobermans with smushed faces and a little more body. <laughs> he doesn't like smush face breeds. That's he just, hates them. He's like yeah. they're looking at me funny. <laughs> Did he have a problem with them with you, Kate? We didn't run into any, so I, I couldn't okay, tell you. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, this is not Argos Pod, but let it become Argos Pod. Cool. Anyway, I mean, I love question. a dog, so. It, yeah, Adriana and Katrina should get to, like, post their dogs when we post this episode. Oh, yeah. No, send, send, yeah. send I can, your dogs. I can share. I have Thank so you. many pictures yeah. of my give us, dogs. Give us the dogs. Give us the dogs. Yeah, I'll send them to you. Speaking, this, is, this is a very dog-positive pod. Speaking of <laughs> uh, little creatures... We should talk about the droid. Oh, I thought that was going in a very different direction. Yeah, let's talk about the droid. <laughs> B. We love B. Oh, he's trying yes. his best. As, he is. He's not I, doing great. As, <laughs> but I love him. As the but we love as him. the owner of a stutter, I feel seen. Um, <laughs> that's awesome, though. <laughs> you know what he reminded me of. And this is like, thank God no one from my family knows this podcast exists. <laughs> my grandmother, when I was a kid, had a police, not even as a kid, for a long time, had a police scanner in the kitchen so that she could hear. And she'd stay up at night listening if my dad wasn't home or my cousins weren't home, like, to see what was going on with them, right? It's a small town. Not a lot of people of color. It'd be very easy to know. Mm. And she would just listen to it. And then sometimes we'd all sit down there and, like, have a cup of coffee and, like, listen to, like, the bullshit of, like, there's someone hit a telephone pole right outside of our house. And now we can hear how they report it. <laughs> Um, but that's so funny. That's what it made me think of wow. when when B is like, "Hey, you have a police warrant. Like, you need to get the fuck out." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's my grandma." <laughs> oh. That's, that's cool. like sweet. that is so like that is oddly specifically sweet. Like, I love that. Yeah, I don't know why I'm sharing that information. But I it's cool. no, She'll never I love it. The podcast, it so. It's it's good. I love that. She does love Star Wars. So <laughs> there you go. No, he's just a little guy. <laughs> I just yes. I think he was honestly a good example of like so many little details in this show that like really contributed to it being like it's much more prestige TV than anything Star Wars has done in the past. Like you know, Mandalorian and and I like Mandalorian. Like Mandalorian's very fun. Obi-Wan was very fun. Obi-Wan was closer to prestige TV. Um but like those are fun. They're very Star Wars. This was very much like if it wasn't Star Wars, it could have been on HBO with minimal changes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no that that yeah. op that opening scene where he's like, um, Cassian's walking to the bar. I was just like, oh, this is slick as fuck. Is this Blade Runner? You know, like, and I was just like, 
yeah like i love the vibes um but i was just like oh this is yeah anyway it set the tone right away for sure yeah there and i think just that to... alcohol mm-hmm. yeah i went to the the premiere event for Andor, and like i remember sitting in that theater and like looking around and going like is everybody else seeing the <laughs> sex workers in the window uh-huh. like that's pretty cool it's grown up we're grown-ups i know like that that's where my 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 brain went i was like wow this is like mature star wars and like it doesn't it's mature but in a an interesting way that doesn't make it feel like she warned and like dudes rocky it was it was mature without being edgy like edge yes, thing. Exactly. Like a lot of people think exactly. like dark and mature Star Wars means like people need to like be bleeding out on screen or whatever and there needs to be right. like full mm-hmm. sex scenes. But it was like it treated itself seriously without teetering into being like an edge lord. Don't we see mm-hmm. Bix and her boyfriend? Like, I was gonna say Tim with together? two M's, motherfucking yeah. fucks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. Exactly. Sorry to talk over you. I was just Tim with two M's just infuriates me. <laughs> oh no, I, I feel like we're, I feel like we're of the same mind about Tim with two M's. Tim, um, Tim, Tim with two M's fucking blows. I was just like, he died, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like God, finally. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I was not I, sad I, about I, it. <laughs> I like the way uh, I like the way this this series handled its maturity. I think that uh, it still remains like fiercely Star Wars in its delivery and signature storytelling style but it was still something that was a little more like well thought out and and made for grown-ups you know definitely yeah and i think it all comes down to um i i'm i'm so sorry i can't remember which of y'all said it but like taking itself seriously and not like falling into the trap that it was star wars and like i remember there was some interview with like a couple of the actors who were in supporting roles and they were basically like, yeah, Tony Gilroy came up to us and was like, look, you're, you're acting like this is a star Wars show and it is, but I need you to act like it's a regular show and it just is in star (laughs) Wars. And I think that is like, that makes all the difference. And it like supports all the little details that they added in, not feeling like shoehorned, like Favreau, George Lucas, like, Oh, there's little, monkey lizards in the background like it actually (laughs) felt very lived in because Mm -hmm. they made that commitment to being like no we are living in this world this is not just star wars this is a world there like wasn't a random ass decision to put r5d4 in it for no reason whatsoever Mm, god (laughs) i think lived in is a really good way of putting it i think for sure Mm -hmm. and that was one of the great things about rogue one too like Mm -hmm. Jetta felt very lived in like um ring of kafrain felt unlike things that we'd seen in star wars before like um just them sitting around on a ship in hyperspace having actual conversations instead of it just being lost time like real things mm-hmm. that happen like so you know i give i give tony gilroy a lot of credit for for making it seem like and I and I agree with Ash. I think it was you that said like it's not gritty, like it does it doesn't fit that you know d- overused descriptor, but it 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 just feels real. Yeah, it reminds me of nothing so much as like Alexander Freed's books, like you know yep. just being on the ground, like with the with everyone, like that's that's mm-hmm. that's really what it feels like for for me. 
Um, is there anything that folks want to talk about that we haven't touched on yet? No, but I think I'm going to just jump off a little bit of what Chris said about how um, I kind of appreciate that this is not a uh, Dave Filoni, uh, <laughs> John Favreau, uh, because there's a certain like like a certain feel, right? Like the Mandalorian and all these things, they kind of they fit. They have the same tone, right? The same mm-hmm. kind of coloring, the same. Um, so I, and not to say that there's anything wrong with that, because I, I, the I love the Mandalorian. Like that, that's my jam. I will watch that all day, every day. I will, however many seasons they will give me, I will eat, I will consume them. Um, <laughs> but, but I think that just goes to show that we, we need, we need a variety of people to be telling us some Star Wars stories um, to give us those different, you know, feels and vibes. Cause this Andor is like, the vibes are so different from the Mandalorian, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I like that. I appreciate that. And I, I would like to see more of that. Um, you know, let, let some women do that, you know, let some people of color do that. My hope is that the acolyte yeah. is more Andor than Mandalorian. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect from the acolyte, and I'm so excited. I'm down. I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about that, and I just love Leslie Headland. Like, I'll I'll go anywhere she goes. All so. right, there's your endorsement, y'all. Yeah, Ryan, <laughs> I I was a really big fan of Russian Doll, especially season one, and so like mm. I'm I'm excited for that storytelling style kind of coming into Star Wars, especially like from a, a, a Sith perspective, I think she can do some really cool, exciting things. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ronnie, you were going to say something. Yeah, I just had, I mean, we don't have to, we kind of talked about this early in the beginning, so if we need to cut this part, we can cut this part. But one thing that was interesting to me about Andor stylistically, like, first of all, I want to say the cinematography, phenomenal, the special effects, phenomenal, like, like, honestly, like, movie quality level CGI, gorgeous, gorgeous, like, panoramic shots, really, really beautiful. And also, (laughs) there is something that I noticed, and, you know, it's not for my people specifically, so, like, if other folks loved this, then I'm very happy for them, and I'll shut the fuck up, but... It was interesting, and I think this first occurred to me, like, as a teenager, I know that makes me sound very young, like, about when Game of Thrones came out was when I first started being like, wait a second, what is this? But the costumes. I loved Mm. the costumes. And also, the very clear but convoluted, which sounds so oxymoronic, but, like, indigenous influence in the costumes without ever actually drawing on it or talking more about it like we see that on Cassian's planet that I've since forgotten the name of we see that um the strange mixture of like Bolivian traditional clothing and Argentinian highlands and also Mongolia and Western Asia like all of these things combined which on one hand can be very Star Wars and on the other felt like kind of like as a as someone who's not at all you know belonging to the communities represented in this I just was curious, like, from someone native to North America, how, like, my perspective was like, oh, I wouldn't like seeing this for my own culture. Like, if we had, like, our Sky Dome patterns or something, 
or like even the way that our, our people traditionally dressed in a in a show but then it wasn't drawn upon and it was mixed with all these other things i would be frustrated um and so i just wanted to name that because i think it's something that like maybe when i was a kid i would have been like oh my god look there are these people and these people but now as an adult i felt like it was i didn't know if it was intentionally mostly choosing from latina communities i didn't know if it was like a weird like stylistic approach to make it feel more like they were on a different planet but it happened over and over again in the first like five or six episodes and so i just wanted to name that and see if folks had any responses you don't have to if you don't want to um maybe folks liked it but i personally was like oh i'm happy it's not the same clothing as always like i love a jacket and dirty jeans but you know also questioning this choice I mean, I'm a white man, so take anything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> but it did very much feel like what it does with, like, Japanese culture. And, like, mm-hmm. Asian cultures in general. Just kind of pick and choose, mm-hmm. bastardize some bits, stuff it all together, get a Star Wars quote-unquote thing. Right, yeah, no. Let's just, let's just kitbash cultures and not worry about it. <laughs> you know, that's... No, I definitely noticed the... Not the... Not that I... As a... As a... Chinese diasporic person. I don't have a leg to stand. I want to talk about Mongolians. My my my, my people suck. Um, but <laughs> but I definitely did notice <laughs> <I'm> that. <dying. laughs> um, but I did absolutely notice that the the Mongolian influence, especially um with the costumes of the folks on whatever the planet was where they did the heist um during that astrological event that was mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. and I was just like, and you know, and like. I remember just like seeing this like one hat specifically on this white woman with like the most strawberry blonde hair, and I was like, "Excuse me," <laughs> like you know, I was just like, "What's what what?" Mm, they're doing it again. <laughs> so I I was I was irked. <laughs> I think it's a it's a trap that Star Wars falls into a lot. Um, and Ash, I think the the comparison to Star Wars, you know very free and open sampling of Japanese culture that they like to take uh, is a very good comparison because like it's it's again that fine line between um, appropriation and appreciation and that line is actually employing people from those cultures to be a part of it and it didn't and there were and I mean we've talked plenty this episode about how there are a lot of aspects of the show where it doesn't seem like that was the case and I think that um, what you're talking about with the costumes definitely applies to that as well. Yeah, it's that and what Ron was talking about in terms of like like not being able to tell like was this intentional or not? There need to be signposts that like tell you like no, we there's they're like I can't necessarily think of them like off the top of my head, but like, you know, there are ways to be like, yes, with this is this is on purpose. There are absolutely ways to do that and they, yeah. They, yeah. they were not there. <laughs> I think the Well, I think it's like Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, no, like, you know how when we talk about, like, I think if it was something where, like, like somebody were to say, hey, like, this is something we do in my culture. Can we include this? And they're like, yeah, you know, like, stuff like that. You know, like how how Poe po Dameron is from Yavin mm-hmm. because Yavin is Guatemala and that's where they, yes. and he's Guatemalan. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, stuff like that. Like, it, that is, um, it's meaningful, right? So when they include stuff like that, like, they've done it before right so they can do it Mm -hmm. um and the lack of you know again um i think this could be an issue that's very easily solved had they employed you know 
different diverse people to do it you know Mm because then that's where you get these meaningful injections of culture into this this world that they're trying to create what a fucking great example too thank you for my fucking brain fart (laughs) yeah and i and like i use that like i i think that's like a big example and like a big thing for me because um uh my grandma is is Guatemalan and you know she doesn't really she doesn't speak the language she has like dementia um and not to get like super heavy and like sad on the show um but we we take her to the movies a lot you know and when she when I took her to the Spanish dub of The Force Awakens and um I was like he's from Guatemala like like to see when she found out like her face was like so big and so happy and it's just like like that should everybody should get to experience that you know mm-hmm. and and it's it, it's a very simple and i feel like easy thing to do like you know like when diego luna used his accent like how many people were like ah, oh, you know like he sounds like me um mm-hmm. so i i think that's that's kind of um where i feel like like star wars can't has done it and they can do it and um they they should choose to do it more mm-hmm. often um because star wars is supposed to be for everyone yeah all I, all I was going to say was that it really feels like i as like an artist it's really easy to make a pinterest board of stuff you think looks cool without any like respect for like Gwen Stefani is a perfect example of this. You fucking know, like absolute just a fucking asshole white person that's yeah. just like, I just like how this looks and I don't give a fuck about anything else. You know, it's really easy to do God. that as a dumb white person. And that's <laughs> and that's what a lot of this stuff feels like, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Um any last thoughts from our guests before we close out? Um I guess I just want to say overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, had some problems. Mm-hmm. Everything has problems. Um, mm-hmm. Those problems can be easily fixed if they wanted to fix them. And I hope they, they choose to do that for the second season. But um, only time will tell. I pr- probably not because I think did they not film like back to back. They they or, didn't actually. They were in. They were just like, starting up filming season two when the strikes hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe they can get. Maybe they will listen to this episode of your podcast of the podcast specifically and be like, "Oh, that's a good idea. Let's do that." <laughs> we 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 can only hope that somebody wants to listen to to what is usually dumpster fire pod. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't want them to listen to us, but I want them to somehow hear sound clips of what you've all said. Yes. <laughs> Yes. No, you guys. No, I. I'm gonna suck up to you guys right now. I love you guys. You guys. We love you. Put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Katrina. Yeah, this has been really fun. Um, Yeah, I've really enjoyed it, and uh, I. Yeah, I. I mean, andor. I will join the loud choruses of everyone who says it's one of the best out there uh, in the live action category of Star Wars stories. Does it beat some of the animation? Not quite, in my opinion. Um, But I think it's a, 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 like I said before, it makes Rogue One a better movie, um, which is exactly what this series is supposed to do. 
it uh, gave this wonderful spotlight to this Latino man. And I hope that um, it continues being an impressive uh, story in season two whenever it comes back because the writers and the actors need to get paid well before the show comes back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, we all have plenty of shows to catch up on. I guarantee you. Take, take yeah. the time. Yeah, just go, go, be on strike. Piss Starfield people. comes out next month. We're good for like years. <laughs> also, yeah. we've had so much Star Wars content. I'd be cool with not having any for a long time while these I'm, unions get what they need. Mm. I'm still trying to beat Jedi Survivor, so I'm I'm good on Star Wars <laughs> yes, for now. <laughs> I'm like barely halfway through Jedi Survivor. I've got so much to I'm do. not far into yeah. it at all. Yeah, no, I'm, we're, we're good. That I have was a... really long. I was really surprised mm-hmm. by how long it is. I got distracted halfway through and then decided that I'm going to be a racing sim boy now. So we'll see. We'll go <laughs> You're back to that when so we get good. back to that. As someone who knows nothing about the game, I had a minor heart attack when I just heard, I'm going to be a race. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rada was like, I'm gonna fire He's you. Adding a new feature to our pod. Rada was like, I'm gonna fire. I'm gonna fire ass so fast right now. Car <laughs> racing video games. Yeah, no, no, I got it eventually. <laughs> I'm gonna fire you from your non-paid job being producer of this podcast. <laughs> your volunteer-only position has ended. <laughs> Man, um, Katrina, did you want to say maybe, something else? Maybe. Oh. oh. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think that's that's all I got. All right. uh, I, just, I, I I like I like the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just saw you on mute. That's a fucking pick on you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, Adriana. I was gonna say maybe someone can finally help me um, pass the stupid level of Star Wars po- Star Wars Pod Racer that I cannot beat. That <sighs> when I played it on the N sixty four, I could not beat, and then I got it on the Switch, and I still cannot beat it. And oh. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's honestly nothing that feels worse than going back to a game that you played when yeah. you were a child and still not being able to beat it. I can't. Or being worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Been there. I've been there. I beat, I beat Star Wars God. Republic Commando when I was 10 years old and I tried to play it last year and was like, fuck this game. This <laughs> 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 oh my God. Amazing. Fucking amazing. All right. Well, I'll bring us out. Thank you all so much for joining us once again. We have Adriana at Celestial Intent and Katrina at O Katrina from Padre Pascal. Thank you both so much. We appreciate you so much. Um, first and you okay foremost, there? huh? You okay there? Oh yeah, I just I lost <laughs> I lost my tab. Don't worry about it. Um, first and foremost, if you have the means uh please again donate to adriana's amazon wish list for her classroom uh we all really appreciate anything you can do to help adriana and adriana and her students um then after you do that and you want to just flush some more money down the drain instead of buying powerball tickets <coughs> you can donate to the tosh station radio patreon okay. uh which helps us uh cover our hosting and production costs at patreon.com slash Station. There is a new tier for $2 a month. Uh, $1 a month gets you access to the Tosh Station Patreon Slack. And $2 lets you watch Kate and I stream. If we can figure out what 
we're doing and when we're streaming. It's It's been a process. The Xbox hates us. We'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> well, exactly. We'll figure it out. Um, co coffee is also an option. You can give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. Um, and special shout out to the extra special furry friends of the pod. Uh, not just our usual Argos, Jasper, Orca, Tony, Wedge, Arftilles, and Tifa Barkhart, but we also have other Tony and Boba, as well as Toby, Poe, Iroh, and Daisy, uh, now forever friends of the pod. Uh, so thanks to y'all for adding to our to our friend of the pod family. Our menagerie. Exactly. It's, it's truly their honor. Our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear. Our logo and artwork are by Joby Terra Design. And our audio and production are done by Ash at Ash, Ash Jeffies on Twitter. That's me! Uh, <laughs> from all of us here at Book Wars Pod, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. me.